Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Get attacked by an angry shark Stuck up a mountain in the dark Pushed up the top of a big landmark Hit by lightning in your local park Caught in a downpour of acid rain Struck by a meteor or a train A proton beam passing through your brain Attacked by that angry shark again Hear how they survive Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Worst Case Scenario, I guess. Hiya. Welcome. This is our podcast. We tell survival stories about people who found themselves in the worst case scenario and live to tell the tale. Or let us tell the tale. Yeah, we tell the tale. We tell it. Yeah. They're not Other here. people's stories. That we've read online. We take the credit. Yeah. So last episode, we've all we've had a sleepless week, <laughs> just waiting to hear the end of this or the beginning of this story oh, about gosh. her trip to Kilkenny Festival. It's not worth it. <laughs> Whoo! You can relax, guys. We're finally getting. This is it. Yeah. The, the long people have been anticipating this more than the Barbie movie. Mm. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Go on then. All right. Okay. No. Okay. Sorry. I'm at a gig. Yeah. At Kukani Festival. Mm-hmm. It's one of those um, festivals where it's like lots of little different venues. It's stunning, by the way. Mm. If you get a chance to go, I'd love to. I loved it. Yeah. They're in like really like old community theatres and beautiful theatres that just are in pubs. Like, why do they have that? Really cute little venues. Yeah. Anyway, it's one of those where you kind of just turn up halfway through the gig because you've just come from another one. Right. Yep. So I turn up to this gig. Um, it's also one where there's no backstage. Comedians just stand at the back. Mm-hmm. But it's also quite a busy gig. So audience members are also stood at the back. Okay. Yep. The MC. I bet you hate that, don't you? Mingling with the riffraff at the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, can, what I do... Where's my green room? <laughs> no, what I do hate is after you've performed mm. and then you have to go use the same toilet as them because yeah. there is always a queue in the woman's. Yeah. 
So you have to stand in a queue like, yeah, I just bared my soul on stage and now we just stood in a queue. Yeah. And you've either done well or I was going to say, yeah, because either Sometimes it's not. It's awkward because they're like, oh, well done. That was really good. And you have to be like, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Or if they don't say anything, even worse. Worse. Even worse. Worse. Yeah. Um, but no, I hadn't been on yet, so it's fine. Okay. Um, but basically the MC host mm-hmm. clearly no idea who I am. All he what? Kn- How dare he? <laughs> Has he not heard of Worst Case Scenario? Unforgivable. The very new podcast. <laughs> um, which does need follows, rates, reviews. Please. Follow us online at WCS Pod. Thank you very much. Just so that MCs know who Abby is. Just so that MCs know who I am. <laughs> Basically, all he knew was there was a woman on the bill. Good. Right? Did you so get introduced I... as the woman? <laughs> no. <laughs> Give it up for no, no, no. some woman. <laughs> but I, I turn up. It's a very hot room. I go out to the bar to like go over my set, cool down a bit. Yeah. Then come in just when the act before me is on. Yeah. I see him tap another woman kind of in front of me on the shoulder and he goes, I'm going to bring you straight on. <laughs> and she turns to him and goes, nods her head and goes, okay. And I turn to another comedian. I'm like, I thought I was on next. And he was like, yeah, you are. And it was like, oh, so what? And then the MC turns around and he's like, oh, sorry. Oh, is it you? And I was just... So you just tell an audience member, so I'm going to bring you up now. I was just like, what? No, like, is she... For? And, then, and then he's like, no, I have no idea who she is. He had just tapped a random audience member Great. on the shoulder, been like, I'm going to bring you straight on. And she... She's like, this is my moment. <laughs> I've, been at, I've been waiting at comedy gigs for 20 years for somebody to tap she, me on the shoulder. And she was just like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> no, please let her go on. What a professional. Like, I want to see yeah. what this woman was planning to do and? when he just brought her straight on. Yeah. No, so then he brought me on as Amy. Oh. Instead of Close. Abby. Close. One, he was one in letter. the right vibe. Yeah. Um, so then I had to go on stage and be like, hi, my name's not Amy. Oh. <laughs> it's Abby. And then basically told the story of what just happened at the back of the room. Yeah. And then, you know, last ensued. We all had a good time. Sure, a couple of callbacks. Sure. Smashed out park. Know. Came off. The MC goes on. Then tells the same story again. As if not only can he not see me, he also can't hear me. He was not listening to your <laughs> set. He was not listening. He goes on. Literally immediately on me. Like, you'll never guess what just happened. I chat this random woman at the back. She, he you almost w- told it in the exact same way. And I was like, am I? At least I did... I said this, right? Do I know who this MC no. is? No. Oh. I think he was just drunk. But I just thought it was so funny that this this woman mm. was just like, whatever you need. <laughs> I'll do a type five. I want to see her type five. I yeah. want to see it. I want to know. Yeah. Were you doing what... 20s? I hope that she was ready to go close the show. <laughs> I was actually doing my Edinburgh hour. Um, oh, God. <laughs> no, it no was like... wasn't listening. It was like a 10 minute... <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I bear my deepest, darkest soul in that show. <laughs> do you know? Um, but yeah, I was wow. like, no, please let her go on. Yeah. I want I want to see her off the cuff. I wonder what was going through her head. Like, what does this guy want me to do? <laughs> Is just, there a raffle it, I agreed I was, to and I hadn't? I was just certain she was another comic. She was just immediately like, okay, yeah. <laughs> whatever you, I'm there. Let's oh, do this. How lovely. But then she got really embarrassed that everyone kept talking about her and she left. Oh, so clearly not one for the spotlight. That was a real backfire. 
Yeah. Bit sensitive. She really to be crumbled honest. under the pressure. Yeah, she then, really did, actually. She really <laughs> Come she, on. she didn't stand up to what she promised. Um <laughs> So yeah, that was my story. Oh, I just think it's fun. That was fun. Not worth waiting a week worth for. Worth the wait. Was yeah. it? Was it? <laughs> I have some news though. Please. News? I got an acting job this <gasps> week. Congratulations! Do you want to know what it is to play? Um yes. A member of an Amdram group. Oh. <laughs> it's the role I was born to I play. I was going to say, if ever there was a role. Wow. And she's the really bitchy one that gives everybody notes. Of course she is. <laughs> of course she is. So when I Had say, they heard the so podcast? So when I say an acting job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really more instinctive. More, more of a documentary kind mm. of playing yourself type thing. Um, is this, so what's this for? Um, I don't know if I should say because um, what if like my stuff just gets cut and then I'm mm, never in it? Yeah, <laughs> fair. Is it is it sitcom or it's for a murder mystery? Oh my god! Yeah. So someone actually maybe I can't reveal oh, what happens. Yeah. Oh yeah, don't give away. Yeah, the... maybe. <laughs> okay. I mean, so rule one. All in one week, I, I got my first acting job. I also and lost, lost it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the script. Oh yeah. You you read Graham, I read. I signed a thing called an NDA, but that's probably not important. Um, How exciting! Yeah. Wow. So, so you're really going to channel young Abby, just Abby for this role. <laughs> yeah, current current. Take Abby. that, Polly. Oh, I knew. How beep? Neil, get the beep ready. Yeah. Get the beep. He's already making notes. Um. Wow. Yeah. I hope she sees it. I hope she's the dead body. Oh, God. <laughs> I did get an email to do another self-tape, though, this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want me to... I'll read you parts of it. I can't read you all of it. Okay. But this was the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Is this the character breakdown you're going to read out? Yeah. Lovely. Acting has given and taken away in the same week. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is to my agent. Mm-hmm. Hi, Andy. Hope this finds you well. Professional. Good. Um, Good start. Could we check Abby's availability for blah, 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 for a new blah, 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 blah. Uh, we'd love to gauge her interest in this project and wonder if she considered putting together a self-tape for us for the role of our heroine's kick-ass mother. <laughs> that has made Mother! <laughs> mother! I mean, now you say it. Shut up. <laughs> Get in the bin. Uh, I literally replied to that email just, Mother! Oh, thrilled. I am thrilled. That's very funny. That's so Horrifying. good. Does it have a playing age? I've already booked the Botox. <laughs> it's booked in. I'm getting a new face. Hey, you can play anything. Don't any don't let anybody tell you different. I didn't tell you this either. My birthday. Yeah. Still awaiting the present, by the way. Don't worry, take As am I. As am I. <laughs> Mine was before yours. That's so nice, that uh... is true. Um anyway. I, I had like a little party. Mm. Also, thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> she did it on a weekend and invited only comedians. No, you were, f- you just don't live I in London. I wasn't free. I was gigging. 
You did it over On a, a weekend. Sunday. Yeah, I was doing Mr. Wolves. In the evening. The gig that I wrote. It was a dish. <laughs> <laughs> I should mean more than that. <laughs> anyway, no. So I did. So basically, I did invite um, Daniel Fox, comedian. Yes. Um, but he had some gigs. Yeah. So, but we were just like hanging in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to a pub quiz. So I was like, just drop in yeah. between your gigs because he was in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, he was at a gig. So he brought like the other comics on the bill. Because it was kind of like their dinner break. Right. And I hadn't met the other comics, but it was fine. I was like, hi, welcome. Yeah, plus yeah. ones. <laughs> Makes me look sure. like I have more friends. Yeah. Not a problem. <laughs> um, and But then one of the girls was clearly trying to like, she probably felt like a bit in school. She didn't know anyone. She was trying to make up for it, bring a little something to the to the event. One of the comedians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she said, okay, so what I quite like to do on birthdays um, is get the person to look back on their year and say what their like favorite moment was from that year. And she went, so like what you'd do, Abby, Mm -hmm. is like you'd look back on your year of being 30. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this person? I need to send this person a... uh... A little gift basket because that is phenomenal. <laughs> so she thought you were thirty-one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't enjoy that. No one's gone. What? Yeah. <laughs> she said you look back on your year being thirty, and we all thought she was joking. Right? Everyone was a little tense, but everyone was like, ha 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 ha. And she went, no no no. So you look back on your day, and I went, I'm not turning thirty. She kept going. I was like, I'm not doing that. And then I tried to lean into it. I was like, made a joke. I was like, I'm actually 15. And she was like, <laughs> yeah. So, so looking back on your 30s, what? <laughs> and then fight. And you could just see everyone getting tenser and tenser and tenser. They were like, oh my God, she genuinely thinks Abby's turning 31. What do we do? And then I had to be like, no, she, she's not. She's not turning 31. She's not 31. And, and she- this girl was mortified. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I just, I thought I heard you say earlier that you were turning 31. I thought that's what you'd said. She also picked the wrong person to accuse. <laughs> it is of my dream. Um, and because I, I think earlier she was like, how old are you um, turning? And I said, I don't want to say. And I don't know how that sounds like 31, but apparently it does. You didn't want to say at your own birthday party. Industry people were there, Julia. Oh, God. (laughs) I mix in circles. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know why I've set this up as such a thing. Um, But yeah, so a horrifying few weeks for me and my age complex. Yeah, yeah. That's... That's phenomenal. That's really, that's really made my day. I knew you'd enjoy it. I really enjoyed that. I like to look back on I thought the worst were, moments of my life. I thought that story was going to go a slightly different way. I thought you were going to say, um, so she suggested, we were all sat around the table, and she just suggested everybody say something nice <laughs> about Abby. Yeah. People would have struggled. <laughs> go on, say something well, nice sounds, about me, Julia. Sounds like most people didn't know you who were at your party. <laughs> okay. Well, because my real friends didn't turn up. Like you come in They're working. They're all working. <laughs> Do it on a weekday. This is why we've put in our housemate advert. Works nine to five. I just need. I need, <laughs> I need someone to be around. Um, go on, say something nice about me then. Oh wow! Okay. Can you do it? Um, 
Go on, try then, Julia. Say something nice about me. Abby Clark yeah. is a great mum. <laughs> <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Right, I'm actually, I'm really excited to tell you this one. Okay. This, is, this is one of my favourites so far. Oh my goodness. So, it's 1992. Uh-huh. You're obviously about 15. Um, oh, I don't like it. Why did I tell you? You've had the first... Why did I give you this? ...of your three children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my kick-ass heroine daughter. Yeah. Hey, at least she's not a little bitch. This is nice. <laughs> well, okay. Give her time. So, Chris Duddy is 31 years old. He is a cameraman. Similar to you. (laughs) (laughs) Same sort of time of life. Um, (laughs) I want to go home. Chris Duddy, 31-year-old cameraman. A lot in common with you Mm. right now. Working on a film called sliver why did you is that relevant no i just um struggled to say it (laughs) sliver because i was looking at it and i my brain says say silver but it's not so i had to take a minute so is it sliver or sliver sliver like silver but the l is in the wrong place strange yeah current i know that spelled wrong all right So that's the film that they're Mm -hmm. working on in Hawaii. It's currently shooting in Hawaii. Lovely. Starring Sharon Stone and Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin is like a periphery Baldwin brother. So you've got, obviously, Alec, the Don. Um, Then you've got Stephen, father of Hayley Bieber. No way. This whole time I thought Hayley Bieber... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. This whole time I thought Hayley Bieber was Alec Baldwin's daughter. No. Ireland Baldwin is is Alec Baldwin's daughter. I never knew there were multiple Baldwins. Oh, there are so many Baldwins. What? And they all look like off-brand versions of Alec. It's so... <laughs> they all look like... That is kind like of how siblings work. You'd find them in the middle aisle of Lidl. Like, that's how they I look. I love the middle aisle of Lidl. Oh, mate. Don't Hot get me started. Take. Don't get Real me started. Real original take here. Yeah. <laughs> middle of aisle of Lidl slaps. Um, That's a real 31-year-old Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. starting to see how I showed my age. I'm a Gen Z. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so Sharon Stone, Billy Baldwin, they are in the film Sliver. It has a rating of 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Not good. It won Worst Picture <gasps> at the Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. Amazing. That year, Sharon Stone also won Worst Actress. Oh, however, Billy Baldwin did win. What name? He won Most Desirable Male (gasps) at the MTV Movie Awards. Can I Google Billy Baldwin? Of course you can. Thanks. Uh, Let me know what you think. I will. If you want to see a picture of Billy Baldwin, follow us online at WCS Pod. Yeah. Um, Now I. uh, Wait, I haven't haven't decided if he's hot or not yet. Cannot carry on till I know. Wow, he really does look like a different. An off-brand version of Alec Baldwin. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. A lot of these pictures comparing him to Trump. Google the film Sliver. Am I allowed to? I thought I wasn't allowed to. No, you can do it now. Okay. I just might show you the trailer. 
Oh, fun. Ooh, sexy. Um, no, I'm no. still not. He's not your most desirable him male. Desirable. 1992. No. Okay. A long face. It is a long face. It is a long face. It's as if Alec Baldwin's face has been stretched. Yes. Yeah. It's like you know when um a picture doesn't fully fit the frame. Yeah. And you have to just stretch it out a little yep. bit. Exactly like that. So I haven't seen the film. She's beautiful, though. isn't she? Yeah. Oh my god! This is and this is just after she's done Basic Instinct. So she this is prime. She's very stone. desirable. Yeah, she's great. He's just grabbing her boob in this one. It's so saucy, like it's but mad. Like, not in a sexy way, just like he's her bra. Right. <laughs> you know, like he's there for support. They're just watching the screen. He's just holding them Where? from behind. Oh yeah, yeah. Just this is where he keeps his hands. Yeah. Uh, I've only like seen pockets. <laughs> what I can gather about the film is just Sharon Stone and Billy Baldwin banging in lots of various different locations. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from this too. Um, I've got some IMDb. And he, and he, like, he holds a boob a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've got some IMDb trivia. Love IMDb Me trivia. Me too. I just okay. love IMDb. So I spend a lot of time there. While filming a kissing scene, Sharon Stone bit Billy Baldwin's tongue with such force that he couldn't talk properly for a few days afterwards. So. According to director, the director, Sharon Stone and Billy Baldwin disliked each other and demanded that their scenes be filmed separately wherever possible. Which That's why there when, was... When I show you the trailer, mm. it's going to be... Like, I don't know how that was even possible. Because they are literally getting off the whole time. But they hated each other. They hated each other. <gasps> Sometimes that's really hot, though. I think this is the best, the best one. Um, the script originally called for ma- full male frontal nudity... But Billy Baldwin changed his mind after the scenes had been shot. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it was a cold day on set, I think. <laughs> Poor Billy. Someone viewed themselves away, the HD cameras did not. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. We have oh, all been there. Oh god. Um, so that's I, the, that's I, I literally like need to update my phone. Like it's quite old now, but I genuinely don't want to because I, do, I, do, I don't want cameras with any more HD. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough, you know. I quite like the, the slight blur. Are only going to get older. <laughs> It'll be grandmothers next. Oh, we need to stop. This could be detrimental <laughs> to my career. Right? Do you want to watch this trailer? Absolutely. I mean, it's terrible radio, but. <laughs> It's, oh, yeah. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> okay. We'll watch the trailer and you can watch along. And we'll put the link in the episode notes. Uh, I just want to get Abby's um, impression. Hold Are on. we doing Gogglebox? We're doing Gogglebox. But just for trailers. I'd actually love I'd that. I'd love, I love that. a trailer. Should I we love do a trailer. That? Okay, ready? Yeah. Oh, it ke- it's annoying because it won't let I me. Know, full screen, please. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sucking the finger up top. You like playing games, don't you? Her dreams. I like playing games with people who like playing games. Her fantasies. You look good enough to eat. It seems like he's with her all the time. But he's not. He is. I don't really know what you're dealing with, do you? You're afraid of me. Do I look like a girl who would be frightened of you? Do you like to watch? Watch this. Sliver. Now available on video. That is great. Right. I'd love to watch that. Yeah. Um, the the critics did not agree. Um, panned <sighs> universally, but know? it did very well at the box office. Oh, um, then who cares? I particularly like in the trailer how there's a shot of uh, Billy Baldwin in bed tapping the bed, like mm-hmm. a come hither tap, and then it cuts to Sharon Stone on a sofa doing the same thing. 
like it's a, a standoff. They're both just sat. <laughs> no, come, you here, come here, but they're not speaking. It's just the tap, 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 tap. Yeah, ridiculous. And that's why two dominant people can't be in a relationship. Mm, there you go. That's your problem. <laughs> you got to have one pushover. <laughs> okay. Why do you think all my friends are so nice? <laughs> mm. <laughs> there it is. So this is the film that they're working that Chris is working on. Yeah. He is working for 49-year-old cinematographer Mike Benson. Uh, they've worked together before. Mike is a very established cinematographer. Uh-huh. Um, he's worked on Star Wars Ooh. and Blues Brothers, Terminator 2. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's a big deal. But not Terminator 1. Not Terminator 1. I don't know. Just a sequels guy. Yeah. Um, he... So the night before, he he takes... He's very generous. He takes the whole de- camera department out for dinner the night before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he sees Chris ordering a second cocktail. And he's like... Sorry, Chris again? Chris Director. is the cameraman. Chris he's is the, the 31-year-old cameraman. Mike is the 49-year-old cinematographer. cinematographer. Okay. There are quite a few characters in this, so it's good to keep track. Okay. Um, so Chris, the, cinem- the cameraman... Who, we started, with, who yeah. we started with. He's ordering a second cocktail. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike is like, no more drinks for him. He's working tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Chris is like, uh you've just ordered a second drink and he's like yeah we can't both be hung over <gasps> like yeah real legend real legend so bitch. yeah so Chris, but like you know it's banter yeah, they're yeah. just fun bit of fun bit of fun that's what we call it mm. when we're horrible exactly people. just a bit of fun <laughs> just banter, chill out bit of fun <laughs> so chris and mike the next day are due to film one of the final shots of the film uh and spoiler alert it's uh, it's where two of the characters end up flying in a helicopter over an active volcano. So the last member of the band is Craig Hoskin, a guy uh, who is the go-to guy in Hollywood for flying helicopters. He a ne- helicopter flies over a volcano in Sliver. Yeah, right. Can't from the trailer. I can't see how that's relevant. Right. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They missed that. Throw a volcano in. Why not? Uh, so Craig also <laughs> they were like we can't shoot them together we need some filler scenes <laughs> yeah 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 what else can we put yeah. volcano <laughs> um, uh, Craig knows his shit he worked on Jurassic Park 3 do you think the volcano is just like um, some cinematic symbolic for their relationship symbolic imagery yeah of, no I was going to say ejaculation um, oh okay but okay yeah maybe I thought you were gonna like their fiery no, relationship no, no. well maybe but I was exp- I was just imagining jizz. they were having like a sex scene and then like right at the climax cut to volcano, volcano. love that I want to see your film thank you yeah that's good uh, but no that wasn't what they were going for okay. uh, no, that's what I would have got but for. yeah no I like that so the 22nd of November Chris Mike and Craig are in the production office getting uh, briefed by associate producer Laura Vieterman um so Laura is no nonsense. She's the one who's organized everything. She arranged the permit. So it's obviously very hard to get a permit to fly over an active volcano. Yeah. So she sorted all that stuff out. She made sure that all the health and safety things were in place and everything was like signed off by the relevant authorities. Why has it got to be active? Why can't you fly well, over an, an, an inactive volcano? There's no lava spewing out of an inactive volcano. You might as well just film a hill. Why not? <laughs> Green screen. 
This was 92. Is there no green screen? So, I mean, I think there were green screens. Just but film they... a little science project, little bicarb vinegar. Yeah. Cut between them. Well, they could have avoided a lot of mess. It if, seems uh... so stupid to use an actual live volcano. I mean, if you want to get the... If you want to get somebody like Billy, Billy Baldwin signed onto your film, <laughs> there better be a bloody active volcano involved. They definitely aimed for Alec. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Every, every Baldwin who's gotten a, a part in any film... <laughs> <laughs> they've been aiming for Alec and settled for Stephen or Billy so they're being briefed by Laura um, she tells them they only have a short window of time to get this shot because the weather is going to turn nasty there's a big storm coming in there's a big storm coming there's in. a big storm coming How so they've got the, past they've, the health and safety because as long as they get it done in the morning before the storm sets in then they're fine they've only got to do one shot really so it's a it's not a huge undertaking i mean obviously there sounds like it's gonna be so the lads are in the helicopter flying over kilauea which is the most active volcano on the big island of hawaii this is so stupid it's because it's it's guaranteed to be erupting and that's what they need so they it, just want it bubbling right they want it bubbling sure. yeah yeah its most recent eruption started on the 7th of june this year and ended on the 19th so very recent it's been bubbling away uh, they actually filmed over a volcanic cone called Pu'u'o'o, which was... Oh, I need to brag. Thank you. Just okay. like, I, I listened to that, somebody saying that about 15 times. Yeah, so this is like a cone. So Kilauea is the volcano. And then within the volcano, you get like smaller volcanoes along the rift. Okay. And they're called cones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were flying over Pu'u'o'o, which is one of the cones. Um and that has been continuously erupting since 1983. Whoa. Oh, sorry. It, it continuously erupted from 1983 until 2018. Um, like, and then what happened? Just... It just stopped. And then, and then recently, obviously this year, I think it erupted in March and then in June. It's fired wow. back up. Yeah. It's That's the crazy. longest lived rift zone eruption for 200 years. That must be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> For the volcano. Yeah. Oh, every day. <laughs> That's a lot. Before a film starts production in Hawaii, a priest blesses the shoot and before flying over Kilauea... That's never a good sign. That's yeah. a red flag. <laughs> yeah. You'll get a priest in. Maybe it's not worth doing. Yeah. I think it's just like a nice thing that they do. Like whether they're not flying over a volcano... They just, that sounds like they just every bless time my shoot. mum flies and she sends us a goodbye text every single time. Oh, does she? Anytime. <laughs> she flew to Edinburgh to come see my show and she was, to be fair though, her goodbye text, you know, top line, yeah, she says I love you. Mm. Most of the text, just about the cats. Oh. Where the cats are, where yeah. to find them, where their food is, who's the contact number, where the key is to get in to make sure <laughs> the cat is okay. <laughs> the cat's her favourite child. The priorities, yeah, that's, yeah, fair. Her will is just <laughs> all to the cats. Yeah. Leave it all to the cats. Just, just make sure Jekyll is looked after. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, and then if you are flying over Kilauea, there is a tradition that you have to throw an offering into the volcano for Madame Pele, who is the goddess of volcanoes and fire. Um, do you want to guess what the offering is that they throw in? A melon. <laughs> a melon 
I'm just thinking. What was the thought process behind that? There was one, so there was. So I was thinking Ice Age with the dodos, and they drop it. They're like the last melon. Is it a melon? It's definitely a melon. You're asking the wrong age group. The scene. The dodos. They're they're fighting over a melon, and then when they fight, they drop it down a like volcano, and then they're like the last melon. Oh, okay. I think this tradition has been going longer than the film Ice Age has been out. Are you kidding? Ice so... Age? That was ages ago. <laughs> God. It's not a melon. It's not a melon. I'm sorry. Do you <laughs> You gave me no clues. Yeah, no, it was it was a it was a it was a it was a guess. Thank you. You made a guess. I asked for a guess and you made one. Do you want me to tell you what it was? Fine. <laughs> it was a bottle of gin okay, wrapped yeah. in tea leaves. That was quite nice, isn't it? I wouldn't mind Wait, what, an offering of... Would you go for a cheap gin or would you get good stuff? Well, this is it, isn't it? You you want to make a good impression on any goddess. But it's also an absolute waste. But also it's a massive waste, yeah. I think I'd go cheap. Maybe buy an expensive gin, mm. decant it. Oh, so she's. you think Madame Pele's going to be <laughs> baffled by the bottle? She's like, oh, hello. Wouldn't you be? This is all right. Are you going to know? If someone gives me a fancy gin bowl, even if it tastes like piss, I'm like, I don't want this to, must be the good stuff. I don't want to break your heart, Abby, but mm. when you're throwing a bottle of gin into an active volcano, yeah. the bottle does not survive. Neither does the gin, I'd argue. <laughs> I mean, where are we drawing the line here? Well, what yeah. makes sense? I mean, <laughs> we are walking a very fine line Very here. much so. Where do you want to stop, Julia? <laughs> I'm just going to carry on with the story, I think, Abby. All right. So it's Chris, it's Chris's job to throw in the bottle. Uh-huh. He gets the go-ahead from Craig, the, the pilot, um, <laughs> who's lined it all up. And he throws it in, but a gust of wind no. knocks the bottle off course and it smashes just outside the rim of the crater. Oh, she's going to be pissed about Ooh, that. She's not going to like it. <laughs> oh, Mike's no. like, ha ha ha, good throw, bro. Uh, you better not have pissed off Madame Pele. Oh my God. Inside the crater is like a lot of toxic smoke. It's just billowing out. Yeah, I'd imagine. Loads of toxic smoke coming from the vents at the bottom. And now it's got a bit of gin in there as well. Yeah, said. a little bit of gin. Well, no, because it didn't make it in. But it The broke. gin is outside the crater. Oh, not even, okay. Not, yeah, even not even the in the, no, 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 no. That is a shame. Yeah. Um, Such a nice bottle to go to waste. There, right. There's also a lava pond bubbling. Uh, inside the crater is unpredictable. The vents burst and hot smoke like streams out without warning. So visibility is like dependent on the wind and which way the wind is blowing the toxic smoke. How are you going to get a good shot with all the smoke? Right, exactly. So So they're all prepped and ready to get the shot they need. Craig takes them down into the crater because the smoke is going further so they need to go lower in order to get a good shot. So Mike gives Chris the nod and the camera starts rolling. They get the shot and fly back to base camp. The end. You've done what I did. Jokes. <laughs> um, they do fly back to base camp. They review the footage. Okay. Uh, Mike's like, yeah. Is Madame Pelle like in it? Yeah. She oh made, God, she's at the back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be horrible. <laughs> Middle fingers up from Madame Pelle. Okay, um, she just like holds a sign like, where's my fucking gin? Yeah. So... So it's fine. The footage is fine. Okay. There's no Madame Pele. It's yeah. fine. But Mike's a bit of a perfectionist. Oh, and no. he's like, oh, I think we can do better. 
So let's go for a second take. Okay. And obviously this is pretty normal in the film industry. So that it, that so Mike and um sorry Chris and Craig were like yeah no no problem let's just let's get another one in. Okay. So they fire up the helicopter and head back. The storm is coming, lest we forget. Oh god, yeah, you've got a hard end. Yeah, you got hard out. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got to be quick, but the weather is changing and the wind is forcing those toxic plumes of smoke down, further down into the into the bowl of the um, crater. Mm. Uh, so it's making it even more difficult to shoot because they really want to get that lava, but the smoke is really like, the visibility is very poor. So they have to go further down into the crater. With this brings potential new problem in that the toxic smoke is made up of sulfur dioxide, water vapor, carbon dioxide, and hydrogen sulfide. And if the helicopter gets too close to the smoke, these gases will deprive the engine of oxygen, which it needs to burn the fuel. So the engine is just going to cut out if it comes into contact with the Uh, smoke. No oxygen. No oxygen, yeah. So just as they're about to roll the camera for the second take, the wind changes. And before they know it, the helicopter is engulfed in the volcanic smoke. They're all chosen. That shouldn't be a risk. You shouldn't be in a place where just a change of wind yeah. that yeah, could yeah, happen. Yeah. If that means the helicopter's fucked, don't do it. Why are you in the situation where that could happen? Yeah. Okay. Um, they're all choking on the fumes. Craig can't see a thing, so he tries. Craig, the pilot, can't yeah. see anything, so he tries to turn the helicopter to escape the smoke. Yeah. Um, when he realizes the engine is failing. Yeah. Well, you said that would happen. He, I did. He goes into survival mode and turns off the engine. So, <gasps> yeah, so, but this is clever. So he uses the weight of the helicopter and the blades. So if the blades stop moving, then they provide a lot of resistance, like air resistance. So the helicopter, it slows the, the helicopter coming down. Right. Um, and which actually really helps them to sort of land. They crash, obviously, but it, it lands in but aren't a... they literally above lava? So... In the crater, there's the lava pool, mm-hmm. and then there's dried lava around it, and they are so incredibly lucky because the what not only does the, the the helicopter lands upright, wow, yeah, which is mad, yeah, um, but it also lands forty five. I'm jumping forty five meters away from the lava pool, okay, which is the length of two tennis courts. You're welcome. It's quite long. It's a massive, this is a massive crater. Two right. tennis courts are still a lot closer to active lava than I would like to be. For sure. And the, the, the but ground. But it's still not one tennis court. But you the, know? the ground be- between you yeah. is like bursting up yeah, with like steam. Could turn into you could You could stand on a vent and it could burst up and burn your whole body. Oh no. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. Um, uh, oh, I've I, I had a very dramatic crash. And okay, I've, so I, no, no, tell us the crash. So he turns off the so the blades create some resistance and slow down their fall. They're now spinning out of control, clinging on for dear life. The helicopter crashes into the wall of the crater, breaking off the blades and forcing them away from the edge and further into the middle of the crater. So it was it was falling into the edge. Great because you want to be as far away from mm-hmm. the pool as possible. And all it does is break off the blades and force them further into the middle. Uh, They hit the ground and by an enormous stroke of luck, they've landed upright and on a bit of crater that isn't the lava pond. Perfect. 
So, but just to, this has happened in a matter of seconds, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're just filming for a film, mm-hmm. poof, now you're in a volcano. Yeah. And you can't breathe, you can't see anything, it's a complete whiteout because they're in the smoke. That just shouldn't be a possibility. <laughs> just You've got to get those shots though, Abby. But if it's just a change of wind, mm. that shouldn't. It'll, yeah. What, what? You said this lady did a risk assessment. Did she? <laughs> did she though? I'd like to see it. Yeah, I mean, that is what the the fire brigade were like. This is not cool. She's okay. like, hey, we got all the permits. We, we Don't come after me. Um, I'm coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> so they have no idea how close they are to the lava. Um, they make their way towards the edge of the crater, but their lungs are desperately trying to dispel the poisonous gases that they're also, breathing like, in. Where are they going to go? They've lost the helicopter. Yeah, exactly. They reach the wall of the crater and it is high. It's a tall, like they're in deep. And hot, they're at the I'd bottom. As it's well. hot and yeah. Um, but another stroke of luck here is that there is a stream of fresh air coming from the top of Ooh, the crater. Lovely. But And without this, they definitely would have suffocated. Right. So sticking to the edge is like a smart move. Okay. They can now see they landed about 45 minutes or two tennis courts, uh, minutes, meters, uh, away from the, the vent and lava pond. Um, it would seem their only option is to climb their way out. Uh, they estimate the wall is about two to 300 feet high, which mm-hmm. is, thanks for asking, the same height as Big Ben. Big Ben is 310 feet high. Wow. Yeah. So they got a holy fuck. Yeah. And they ain't got no ropes. No ropes. They got... I was about to be like, I'd quite fancy that. I like a rock climb. Mm-mm. Not without a rope, I don't. Not this way. I'm being picky. Big Ben's the name of the bell. Oh, sorry. Oh, for oh there's always sake. one, isn't there? Neil's just correct. Producer sorry. Neil has just corrected me. Big Ben is the Nadler. name of the bell. <laughs> What's the tower called? Elizabeth Tower. Elizabeth Tower. <laughs> Ugh. Um, so it's about the size of Elizabeth Tower. What is what? Elizabeth Tower? You ask. Right, it's where Big Ben is housed. Oh, you know Big that ben. big. Yeah. So you meant Big Ben. Big Ben. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so unnecessarily mean. He's just trying to help us out because we're definitely going to get comments. Um, actually, Big Ben is the is yeah, the bell. They'll all be Neil. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know. Now we know. Invite us to your pub quizzes because now we know something. I am so aggy today. You are, aren't you? I think it's because you're hot. You're hot. <laughs> I've been called flustered. old. Yeah. I'm all. I'm, I'm going through the menopause. <laughs> it's, all, it's all happened so quickly. It's all escalated. She was 31, then a mother, and now she's going through menopause. And now I'm barren. And wow, going through the menopause. So back to the story. <laughs> Chris is the youngest and fittest, so he takes the lead, but it's a very difficult climb, as you can imagine. So, so Chris takes off climbing. He's the youngest, he's the fittest, the other two sort fall. of trail behind. Right, so the problem is, is that these rocks, so volcanic rocks are incredibly sharp. So oh. grabbing onto them is like grabbing onto like razor sharp. And are glass. they not really hot rocks as well? Or is it okay? I don't think they're. Yeah, I think okay. it's they. They can hold. They can touch them. It's okay, but um, but it's just it's not very comfortable at all. And also, no. they're not very stable. Also, if you don't climb regularly, as a regular climber. Oh please, yeah. If you don't climb regularly, educate me. Go on. Like even if you just take like two weeks off, mm. I'd say you last like 
20 minutes even te- before you get blisters yeah and it's like so uncomfortable mm. so oh these guys are definitely getting blisters that's what i minimum. mean and like how long is it going to take for them to climb that i'll tell you oh I'll okay you if you let me tell the story let- um i was just adding <laughs> some expert <laughs> no actually that actually? is that that is good that is good thank you um it's always really annoying because you pull for, you you pay for a full session and then you have to go oh and no oh you get blisters like forming as you're doing yeah it. like a me that's why so like if you climb regularly it's fine your hands get all hard and then it's yeah. fine but like if you take a bit of time off and then you go back you just like immediately just blisters and then you can't climb for longer or enjoy so it. presumably when you start you get blisters as well yeah yeah that would put me off anything that gives you blisters like yeah not for me i'll go well for i don't really walk. climb anymore because i started getting my nails done and- <laughs> yeah so the rocks are really unstable because volcanic rock it just sort of like settles it doesn't it's not f- you yeah know, it's not formed over time it's like the lava is thrown up and then it dries oh god yeah so they break off easily and are incredibly sharp he so chris powers on and mike and craig follow behind chris is doing actually pretty well um he stops every now and then to check in with mike and craig who are further down but still they're still managing he climbs over a boulder and sees the crater that he's climbing is actually bowl shaped can i ask yes do they all survive yes okay phew. they all survive Thanks for letting spoiler me alert they all survive. i was just really i just suddenly realized we started with chris Yes. And I was like, oh no, is it only Chris that gets no, out? they okay. all survive. The crater is bowl-shaped, which means that it was, at the bottom, it was a gentler climb. And then as it gets, as you get past <gasps> halfway... There's an overhang. Kind of. Yeah, it's like, it's very sheer. Sorry, let's just climb a lingo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. He looks down. <laughs> I went on a first date climbing once. Oh, did you? Yeah. So he looks up and down and there's no clear route. And then he grabs onto the rocks as they ra- he grabs onto the rocks. Only because my butt looked good in the harness. <laughs> and you're still together. Oh, no. <laughs> That's nice, though. That's a good date was a good day because I was also was it like, your idea or his idea yeah obviously my idea yeah. I would only ever do something I'm good at right sure. <laughs> was he good at it um he was like not so bad it was an ick okay but I was better the ideal situation yeah I know nice we dated for like three months okay you actually know him um is he a comedian yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I know I know yeah he's fit i'd say he's like a really good job mm, yeah. is that the one yeah yeah you went cl- oh, it's what a what a button a harness does for you <laughs> three months guess you're a lawyer baby <laughs> <laughs> oh good i hope you listen to this i'm um, so warm okay where am i so he's right he's so he's realized the wall is very sheer now and he is essentially he's stuck so he shouts down to mike and craig telling them to stop like to not follow him because the, there's no route out oh my god are. that's so stressful craig realizes that he never got to send out the mayday message oh, as they were going oh, no. down so no one will know that they're missing where's this risk assessment lady like for a, well she's just back at the at the base thinking okay. that they're getting on fine but she'll notice they don't come back well eventually she might yeah, yeah. 
The gases are making breathing almost impossible. They make uh, they won't make it that long. Oh so that if they if they do wait for people to 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 miss them, they they'll die. They they can't afford to wait. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Craig decides the only option is to try and make it back to the helicopter, get onto the radio and call for help. He takes oh, a big breath. It's another they've got to go back decision. Yeah, oh exactly. God. So they take a big, he takes a big breath, holds it and drops back down into the bottom of the crater. He runs over to the helicopter, but the air is too toxic. He looks around and sees a small, pal- a small platform and he legs it over to the platform and the air is slightly better because it's a little bit higher. It's uh-huh. slightly better. Mike calls out to him to check if he's okay and he's coughing and puking. And oh, like, no. Yeah, but he's still alive. He's still alive. Again, he takes a deep breath and runs back to the helicopter. He gets there and everything is pretty much fucked except for the radio. Thank God. He turns it on and attempts a mayday call, but it's dead. Oh, my God. He frantically looks around for something he can use for power. He finds a torch, but the battery's voltage is too low. Um, he finds a camera. Oh, and then, so he's looking around. And in the back, there's the camera bag. And in the camera bag is a camera battery, which has the right voltage, the same as the radio. So oh. he grabs it and a pair of pliers. Might be something for the... And he's so, doing all of this while he can't breathe and yeah. he's vomiting. And he can barely see. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, who's this again? Craig, the, the pilot. pilot. So he grabs the battery. (laughs) (laughs) He grabs the battery and the pliers, runs back to the platform. He takes the back off the battery and strips the plastic insulation off the wires so they're exposed. Um, And then he runs back to the helicopter, pulls down the leads for the radio, and then does the same. He strips the wires of of the insulation so that they're exposed, twists them all together... So they're all connected, like the circuit is closed. This is so much. Isn't it amazing? And then, like, turns on the radio, and it turns on. It's so working. So he, like, jump-starts it. Essentially. And the other lad's just hanging off the side of the wall right now. Yeah. So Chris is halfway up the wall. Mike is slightly further down. And Craig is kicking ass. Just doing a little science experiment in the helicopter. Yeah, exactly. A little potato clock while he's at it. Whilst he's puking. Whilst puking. Yeah. So he, he... I can't do anything whilst I'm puking. <laughs> oh my God, me too. I'm so pathetic. <laughs> Just feel, I, I, when I'm ill, I really lean into it. I bet. I, bet you do. I, I go method. <laughs> I go for like Anne Hathaway Lamos. Oh yeah. You know? Shave I, the head. I'm going for an Oscar when I'm ill. I even do like the little voice, mm. you know? <laughs> I bet that is insufferable. <laughs> I think it's actually quite adorable. <laughs> It's nice for anyone just to see me weak. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm usually so intimidating. <laughs> unstoppable normally, aren't you? Oh, God, I am awful, aren't I? <laughs> okay, so he's got the, he's got the radio working. Mm-hmm. He's good to go. He calls out Mayday. Um, he's like, Mayday, Mayday, we've crashed inside Pu'u'o'o. He hears a voice come over the radio uh, and the voice is like, you've crashed inside the volcano and you're alive. And he's like, yes, yes, come again. But us. not for long. Yeah, hurry up. Um, and when the helicopter pilot, Don Shearer, new character, when he finds out that his friend, Craig, yeah. is stuck inside the crater, he jumps into action and fires up his helicopter 
taking a park ranger along for help. So Even this, when he's just heard that it's not very good for hel- helicopters right now. Exactly. Oh my God. But there's no other way to no, get I him, know. really. So, yeah, he gets in his helicopter. and But like before, the storm is getting worse. The storm is forcing the... Like, the pressure from the storm is forcing the smoke even further down into the crater. Right. So, yeah, you just can't see anything. Don is going to have to fly even further down into the crater than they had to. No. Uh, and as he does this, fumes start to fill the helicopter. And Don begins to get woozy. Oh, my God. Just before he passes out, the park ranger puts an oxygen mask on him. Why, do you, why not start with the oxygen mask? Right? Have it on the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Just want to get too that much high. oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> so then he he's he's back. He's back in the in in the zone. Yes, Don. Chris, Mike, and Craig can hear the helicopter, but they can't see it. Um, Chris is still stuck halfway up the crater wall. Mike is 50 feet underneath him in a little alcove that he's found where the the air is like a little bit fresher because it's sort of protected. Not very visible though. Not very visible. And he's got his head in his t-shirt like a little tent. (laughs) (laughs) Which I I just found that really like... Sounds like like a good move. It is a good move. Isn't that really like, oh. I do that if there's just a bad smell in the room. Oh my God, me too. On the tube every time. Like, you know when there's a bad smell on the tube? I think it's because I am armpit height. Yeah. And so the tube is not a fun place for me. That's a bad place for you. Really bad. On hearing the helicopter, Craig runs back to his helicopter and jumps back on the radio um, so that he can contact Don. So the two ri- the two helicopters can now communicate. Yeah. And so he sort of directs Don to where they are. Right. Um, where the helicopter is anyway. Uh he makes so he makes contact. Don tells him he's circling above the crater, waiting for the wind to change, knocking the toxic fumes in a different direction. It happens, and oh. and Craig, uh, sorry, Craig is like, okay, but let me just tell the others that they need to come here. But it happens too quickly; the wind changes. So Don's like, I'm coming in. Nice. There's no time. Yeah. So he comes in. He makes the descent, which is like crazy dangerous. Yeah. Like the fact that he did this is so so crazy and brave. Um, Craig calls out to the others but they can't hear him over the helicopter blades Craig makes a dash for it running through the smoke coughing and spluttering he makes it to Don who and the park ranger pulls him into the the helicopter he's in and he's out he gets Craig and he's out Um, then Craig is begging Don to go back for the others but he tells him like the earliest they can go back is tomorrow because the storm is literally on their tail shut up yeah shut up yeah I know. Imagine the guilt you would feel. You're safe in the helicopter and your two friends are it's still there until the next day. But also, what are they going to do now? Yeah, exactly. They're on a wall. Yeah. And, and the they fumes... don't even know he's gone. No. So what do they do, Julia? Well, Chris calls out to Craig to check in on him because obviously they've been keeping in contact and they know that Craig is in the more dangerous position further down. Yeah. And so every now he's been saying, yeah, I'm okay. I'm just running back. Oh, I've got the radio working. Oh, I'm just doing this. Um, and then they just stop hearing from Craig. Yeah, they can think Craig's dead. So, and before they were hearing him like coughing and puking and stuff. So they're like, oh, Craig's definitely dead then. Craig's out of everyone. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike tries to reassure Chris. So Chris is like, Chris, I like Chris. He's my guy. Like he's okay. quite quick to go negative. Um, he, but, and Mike does a really good job of like keeping his spirits up wherever possible. 
Um, so he tries to reassure him that help must be on the way because they heard the helicopter. That's got to be a good sign. There's got to be somebody coming. They must have heard the radio call. The sun, however, is beginning to set when the rescue workers appear at the rim of the crater. Oh. Yeah. They shout down to Chris and Mike. Chris can just about hear him and his spirits are instantly lifted uh, that they're about to be rescued. Great. Because rescue people appear. It's just a hallucination. You're like, this is great. They're going to save me. Is this a hallucination? It's not a hallucination. I'm confused, but they couldn't come back till the next day. They couldn't come back in the helicopter. They can come back till the oh. next day. But then they just appear at the rim of the crater. So what happens is um, Chris yells up to them to throw a rope down, but they respond with some bad news. Oh. They forgot the rope. No, I'm joking. Uh, um, The conditions are too bad above the crater to continue with the rescue today. So there's no... Because there's no solid ground for them to attempt the rescue and the weather is getting worse and they can't see them. Like, it's everything. They'll have to wait until tomorrow. The rescuers try to rescue Chris... uh, Sorry. The rescuers try to reassure Chris by telling him they're camping near the crater and they'll come over and check them about every hour by whistling down and they should whistle back to let them know that they're okay. And Chris is like, that's great, but what are you going to do if I stop whistling? Yeah. And they're like, okay, bye. (laughs) Like also, like, so... Where is he? Who? Is he just hanging off a wall? Yeah. You can't hold yourself that long. He's on a little... He's found a little ledge... He's like perched. He's found some some um, stones that are strong enough to support his weight. But right. he is essentially on the wall, clinging on. Okay. And can breathe. And can just about breathe. Well, yeah. I mean, their throats are still burning. And like... I don't understand how they're going to survive till morning. Well, let me tell you. Mike said, at night, it was like a light show. The lava sounded like surf pounding against the shore and rock slides were happening all the time. So they'd hear the rock slides uh, and you would just hope that it doesn't happen near you. Because if it happens near you, you're done. You're, especially Chris, who's like so, so high up. Like the rocks are razor sharp. The minute you fall and land on those rocks, you're dead. So they've got that to keep them awake. Um yeah. I yeah guess. keeps your brain busy it's also raining uh oh. and the temperature's dropped so they're now wet and freezing no that's the worst yeah neither of them have any water have had any water since the morning mike remembers he had a light reader in his pocket so he breaks off the cup shaped bit of the light reader. What's a light reader it's like when you're taking pictures like photog like proper photographers take pictures they like read the light for something it's got it has a purpose i don't know what i'm sure it does yeah anyway what the, did he use it for so he broke off a there's a dome shaped bit of it which he broke off and turned upside down to collect rainwater nice so he could drink it cup cup a little cup so much better than pants so much better yeah but if ricky mcgee had had a light reader i'm sure he would have done the same however i think it's still used his pants. <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> when he goes to drink the water it tastes like sulfur oh, and is completely fuck. undrinkable. Yeah, that would do it. Yeah. Chris is in a bad headspace, um, as I think. I think I we would We all be. would be. Yeah. Yeah. He can't see a way of surviving the night. He goes through everyone he loves in his head and says goodbye to them. Oh, my God. But. They're not going to hear you in your head. Yeah. 
Oh, gosh, yeah. Write it down. (laughs) They make it through the night. Hooray! Neither have slept, but they're still alive. And the rescuers have whistled throughout the night, which has helped them sort of, you know, keep some sense of hope. Um, The sun comes up and they're convinced the rescue must be getting underway. Chris, Chris, out of the blue, sees a rope fall, like, in his... (gasps) in his peripheral vision. Okay. Um, he calls down to Mike, who sees it too, but it's too far. Oh. Neither of them can grab it. Uh, like, it's a snake. It's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bear at the top of the rope. <laughs> God. Um, so neither of them can reach it. They shout up to the rescue team, instructing them how far and in which direction they need to move it. They pull up the rope and they do it again, but it's still too far. But Chris decides he's going to jump for it. But just as Chris is about to jump for the rope, it's pulled back. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Did you turn that down? <laughs> that was a that was guttural. <laughs> that was like my dad watching any sport. Mm. So it just took the the spirit of my father just wow overtook you, yeah. So, are you recovered? I'm fine. Okay. Um, Chris is really pissed off now. So he does, like, he go, he's oh going for it. Oh my God, no. It's pulled up and he's like, are you kidding me? I was oh going to jump God. off. Yeah, he's pissed off. But they think, okay, they're going to reposition it. It'll come back down. It doesn't come back down. Several hours pass. What the fuck? And Chris is getting very restless. The light is beginning to dim and he can't stand the prospect of another night in the crater. The weather clears for a moment and he can suddenly see, he looks up and he can suddenly see a more climbable route. I thought you going to be like, he can suddenly see they're all on a tea break. <laughs> yeah. They're all just having a biscuit. And a for several hours. Fucking <laughs> hell, guys. We just watched Terminator 2. Um, so he's, he looks up and he's like, oh, okay, actually, maybe climbing up isn't impossible. I'll, I'll give it a go. Okay. So he calls down to Mike and tells him he's going to try again to climb out. And again, Mike is like, Ugh, just hold out for the rescuers. Yeah, like, we like, know that they're, they're here. They are here. They're the professionals. Why take unnecessary risks? Exactly. He ignores Mike and starts to climb. Oh, Chris. He's now in a race against the set, the sun setting to climb his way out. Because obviously the moment it gets dark, you're done. Yeah. Um, he manages to get about six feet from the top. So he's nearly there. Oh my God. He's a, he's a person away from the top. Um, <gasps> That's so close. Yeah, so close. But the rocks, the bigger rocks have now disappeared and it's more like gravel. So there's literally nothing Fucking to get hell. you there. Um, nothing to grab onto. He's stuck again. Okay, but at least he's stuck closer to the top. Right, and he has a stroke of genius. Ooh. Because, and actually, what he does is incredible. So, there's nothing he can grab onto, but he thinks, if I had a pole, I could, like, push it into the rock, into, like, the gravel to get some leverage, Mm. and then swing up and over. But he obviously doesn't have a pole. So he's like... Oh, maybe if I, maybe <laughs> no, if I. Sorry, what? So if so, because you can't, you obviously can't grab onto anything. Yeah. But if he goes into the gravel, yeah. But what, then he what's can push the whole down. Swinging up situation. What you suddenly doing pole vault? Yeah. If he had a pole, but he doesn't have a pole, 
So even if I had a pole, I couldn't do a pole vault. I think, yeah, maybe if you were... I don't think the pole is the issue <laughs> with me right now not being able to do a pole vault. Well, thank God you're not in this position um, because what he does is... He's really back in his, his spontaneous gymnastic ability. I mean, but, but what else do you do? Like, there's literally nothing. It's, it's, the, it's stay there. But he also doesn't have a pole. So what he does, because he doesn't have a pole, what okay. he does is he digs both of his arms in to... Mm-hmm. The crater, which yeah. is also like pushing your hands through broken glass. Yeah, like, but worse. So it. painful. And then he, like, now he can, like, push his body up and he ends up, like, flipping over and getting over the rim of the, um, the crater and he escapes. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So he's out. He's elated. He calls down to Mike. I'm out. I've done it. I'm out. But he shouts down, but his voice just travels upwards. There's no getting sound down into the crater. So he, so he's like, okay, I'm just going to try and now save Mike. So he yeah. looks around. There's a rope. He sees the rope. So he's like, great. I'm going to. Where's I'm the gonna... rescue team? They've left. I'll get to that. So he finds the rope. And he's like, this is great. I'm going to save Mike. I know where he is. I'm going to throw the rope down to Mike and pull him up. And then he's like, oh, I haven't eaten for two days. I don't have the strength to pull him out. There's no way I can. And probably what will happen is he will pull me in. And then we're both back at square one. Yeah. So what he does is he lays the rope down, sort of pointing in Mike's direction so that the rescue crew, if they come back, know where to go. And then he and the rescue crew have left fluorescent cones in a in a trail uh-huh. back to their base camp where they were staying overnight uh, so he runs he follows the cones and finds their base camp everybody's gone there's no one there they've left like bottles of water there's an oxygen tank so he grabs a bottle of water and he takes a big gulp 
but his throat is so swollen, <gasps> he can't swallow anything. Oh my so he God. immediately spits the water out. That's still hydrating though. Yeah, getting it in your mouth is good, yeah. isn't it? And then, uh, and then he, but he's like, oh, there's an oxygen cha- tank here. So he grabs the oxygen, oxygen tank, puts it on, takes a big deep breath, which obviously helps yeah, his yeah. throat. And then he, he sets off running again. With no food. There was no, no food. There's nothing there. Yeah, no. No Pringles. No, no, he's not, he's not popping any Pringles whilst he's up there. The, where the fuck is the rescue team? Right? Okay, you are going to tell me. I am. Well, I'm actually not. I don't know what? where the rescue team are. <laughs> what? I just know that they're not there. Yeah. And we never found out? Nope. What? I know. I imagine, like, the, the weather was getting really bad. I imagine it got too bad for them they were to just be able like, to stay. Well. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll leave them to die. Yeah. But like, maybe it got so bad that they then couldn't stay at the base camp. I don't know. Actually, no, it couldn't because he's running and a, a helicopter sees him and he stops and like waves his arms and the helicopter lands and picks him up and it's a park ranger like helicopter. They're obviously looking around to see if they can find anybody. And he said as soon as the park ranger put his hand on his shoulder, his whole body just went limp. Uh, which is also what happened to Ricky McGee, if you remember. As soon as yeah. he saw those guys. And Jennifer Mori. Mate, there must be like a... She collapsed. Your body is just running on adrenaline. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, yeah. and you're like, and now I'm safe. Yeah. He tells the park rangers they have to go back for Mike, but they tell him the conditions are too bad and they will come back tomorrow. No, stop it. So He's Mike, got the rope ready and everything. Mike is left in the crater for a second night. Fucking hell. Yeah, he, at this point, he's like, and he's obviously still calling out to Chris, hasn't heard anything. And so he's like, oh, I guess Chris is dead then. Um, so then, so he's like, I'm definitely going to die here. Yeah. He's, he carves into a rock, um, I love you, Stephanie, who's his That's wife. That's how you do there it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Better than in your head. <laughs> Um, oh I love that suddenly what appears to be a body comes crashing past him in the <gasps> mist oh and he's, Mike, gonna, he's gonna think that's Mike's yeah. heart absolutely sinks it was actually a survival package tossed down by rescue workers in a long shot chance that it would find him yeah and he said I thought Chris had just bought the farm which is a really fun way mean? apparently it means you've died what like when you send a you've, dog to the farm yeah i guess so you just bought the farm i'm gonna start saying that when i've had a bad gig now. and no one will know what you mean yeah <laughs> i really bought the farm in bridge end <laughs> <laughs> everyone will be like julie's coming to some money yeah <laughs> so mike tries to keep his mind off what's happening he does the alphabet backwards okay but at one point He's gazing into the lava pond and he is convinced that he can see Madame Pelé. He calls uh, out... I was about to say, he probably really wishes he hadn't thrown the gin away right now. <laughs> exactly. He calls out to her, no, you can't have me. And then she disappears. That's very respectful of her. Mm, boundaries. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. See, women respect boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, I totally don't. This, yes. <laughs> But this really, like, excuse the pun, lights a fire underneath him. Nice, uh, yeah. And keeps him going to He's sort like, of... He's like, I've got the power. She listened. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm going to get up out, out of here despite Madame Pelé. Because women are great listeners. <laughs> women. Chris gets back to base camp where <laughs> he is really met... changed the podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
I've gone on a journey today. Um, Chris gets back to base camp where he is met by news crews and the production team, but he is delighted when he sees Craig. Craig. Yeah, because he's like... And then suddenly, like, what the hell, mate? Yeah. No? Yeah, yeah. where did you go? No, no, no. Obviously, he's just like just thrilled happy. that he got out. Um, he's desperate to go back and get Mike, but Craig tells him that he would fly it. He'd get in a helicopter himself and go, but they, they just can't because of the conditions. He thinks that Mike, he thinks that Mike's going to die. So first thing the next morning, a helicopter with a big basket, like a cross between, it's like a cross between a football net. Mm. So is he meant to get in the basket? He's meant to get in the basket. But what happens is oh. the basket crashes into the wall of the crater oh, no. and collects a couple of very heavy rocks, <gasps> which go into the no, basket. No, 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 they think, no. Oh, there's a body in the basket. No. Let's go home. And they don't check. They go home? Well, they go, they fly out, obviously realise, okay, and then they come back they from. They go home before <laughs> they realise. Like, well, you told us to go and bring something back. We brought something back. I guess someone's been bad for Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, Send them what you call. <laughs> so they come back and they don't really know where he is. Like they know, they've got the indication of the rope, but really it's just a guess, guessing game. And they, they, lower the rope down the basket down and it's in front of him but obviously it's not next to him no, so he's, he's gonna like jump. i'm gonna have to jump he's gonna have and to they jump. could just lift it any time well. yeah exactly he takes a deep breath and makes a jump for it and he hits the back of the net nice he's saved Woo! um and as he's flying over the crater he shouts out you didn't get me madam pele <laughs> that sounds like a student who's really pissed off at their English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. A-levels are over. I'm going to burn my notebook. <laughs> so Chris, Mike, and... I don't have to listen to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris, Mike, and Craig managed to survive their ordeal pretty much unscathed. Um, they wow. each spent a few days in the hospital. Yeah. Um but with no long-lasting problems, really. Although Chris did say that every time he coughed, he could taste sulfur for months afterwards, which is like rotting eggs. Ooh. Yeah. The doctors wanted them to stay at the hospital to be studied since there's been no record of anyone breathing in that much volcanic uh, gas for that long in recorded history. Um, but they were like, nah. Yeah. Um, we but got, we got a movie to make. The real kick in the dick. A really good movie that's going to win <laughs> well, a lot of awards. <laughs> the footage was never recovered. I was going to ask that. Um, the scene was cobbled together with stock footage. Uh, <laughs> that was an option. That was an option. But that ending of the two characters flying into the volcano tested so badly with audiences <laughs> that they ended up cutting it and completely changing the ending of the film. Oh my To the gosh. point where the murderer was a different person. So why were they driving into a volcano in the original film? I, th- I, I, uh, I think the, the murderer says, confesses to the other person and the other person is like, don't worry, I've kept the... Um, evidence safe and then they fly into the volcano so you don't know whether they survive or not you don't know whether they fly off into the sunset together and survive or whether they both die and audiences hated it so much that they cut it changed it changed the identity of the killer wow yeah i didn't even know that was an option right so that's the story of chris duddy 
Craig Hosking and wow, Mike Benson. That was amazing. That the, was really good. The twist and turn. I felt I was like watching a movie. I'd see a film of that. I want to see a film of that. Mm. Survival I, toolkit. I, what goes sorry. in the survival toolkit, Abby? I actually think um, the battery. Yes, I was actually going to suggest the pliers. Also good. Um, but yeah, but the I bat- think I think in a fix you could do without pliers. Teeth. Yeah, like in a real, whereas you need the wires or you need something to power whatever you yeah. have. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. The battery, big time. Do we know what kind of battery it was? Just a camera battery. A camera battery. Yeah. I, I think a camera battery. That was the same voltage as the radio. That's the crucial difference. Yeah, I mean, we can't guarantee that. No. But like, I think a battery, anyway, if you're good at, I feel like... If you can make a potato a clock, you can make a battery. <laughs> a battery for anything. I'm talking out my ass, but <laughs> I just feel like a battery. A ba- I think a battery is a good... I feel like if you've got the brains of Craig... Yes. You've got the brains and the hair of Craig. <laughs> you can make a battery work. I can't believe the, the conditions he did that under as well. Insane. Like, mad. Absolutely mad. But yes, I think a battery would go nicely with the rest of our yeah. items for our toolkit. Could probably good choice. charge the 90s mobile phone as well. There you go. But actually, crucially, it won't need charge because 90s phone doesn't ever run out of battery. No, but it's big enough for a camera and especially battery. <laughs> ours doesn't because it's inflatable. <laughs> Listener stories? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For listener stories. That was like, I'm petting a dog noise, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was also petting a dog. Um, <laughs> if you survived the worst case scenario, please send us your stories to help at wcspod.com. You can find the address in the show notes. Are we saying show notes? The show or episode is fine. Either way. What, what am I doing wrong? Episode notes. What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> oh. You're looking at me like I'm doing it wrong. No. Oh, okay. It's just my face. Oh. <laughs> Maybe let's fix that. <laughs> I love Tell you. me a listener story. Okay. <laughs> um, I have two short, one long. Great. Okay, first one. This is from Grace. One time I was home alone. It was 11.30pm and I was in bed with the windows open. First mistake. Yeah. I never opened my windows. Ever? Ever. What if it's hot? It's hot. <laughs> and smelly. <laughs> um, I heard a noise outside my window and thought, mm, that doesn't sound right. So I got out of bed, opened the curtains, and there was a guy literally with one foot through my window. What? I freaked out and slammed the window closed and he ran away. And that's the end of that story. Oh my God. But how mental is that? That's terrifying. That's... that's- your worst nightmare that's the worst case scenario he had a foot inside one foot through the window oh my god have you seen that video of the girl who's like doing a dance or something and then a a, a, a i was gonna say a breaker in what are they called burglar, burglar. <laughs> um or an attacker i don't know like yeah, comes do. in through her door and she's like and it's filming her and <sighs> she's like what are you doing and then he like goes for her and she she like fights him off. Fuck off. No, I'll, <gasps> I'll find it. It's wild. And she she's like, get out of my house, get out of my house. 
And I was thinking like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I actually kind of know what I'd do. What would you do? I think I'd run I away. Need to, I need to remember exactly what I said. Um, <laughs> Is it legally binding? I said, no, 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 no. So basically, I when I lived with my parents, mm. um, I was in my bedroom, I was asleep, like middle of the night. Um, um, basically, in my old bedroom, the window quite often leaked. It's a very old house. Yeah. Um, so if it's raining, it would leak. That's all you need to know. But anyway, I was asleep, middle of the night, yeah. and a man comes into my room, and I sit up. Through the window? No, 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 just like, it's just like, walk- I'm like, asleep yeah right and an adult man is walking into my room and that doesn't usually happen (laughs) (laughs) i sit up and i said get the fuck out of my room like that who was my dad (laughs) and he was just he'd come in in the middle of the night just like really stressed that the window was leaking but like but was creeping yeah and like in the pitch black he's just like quite a big man yeah not large he cycles a lot <laughs> you, you've you, you've kept in shape, Dad. But um, yeah, I basically just shouted a lot of f words. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of my room! What the fuck are you doing in my room?" And he was like, "It's me. It's okay." Oh, so I get quite aggressive. Yeah, that's, I, that's good to know. Isn't I go it? like big against a bear yeah. kind of vibe. You're a fight, not yeah. a flight or yeah. Freeze. I didn't freeze, and I I just like got aggressive verbally. I'm quite impressed. Yeah, I know. So. I'm surprised. Are you though? I mean, actually, yeah, no, maybe no, not. I think that is. I am quite quite gobby when you yeah. need to be, like in the yeah. When it I calls do. For I it. do get involved. Yeah, I'm not very good at like sitting back and not saying anything. Yes. Um. Next one. Next one. Okay. God, this you... is another short one. Okay. Uh, from Jody, I survived 130 miles per hour combined impact head-on car crash all because i didn't see the guy overtaking and coming at me so i didn't tense up (gasps) apparently being floppy on impact is underrated (laughs) (laughs) not ideal in all situations (laughs) i haven't found that myself but But car crashes interesting apparently i heard that with car cra- the difference between men and women in car crashes is that women will take their hands off the wheel to protect themselves, whereas men will hold onto the wheel and then break their <gasps> arms. No way. Yeah, because it's like a Why? like a control thing. I think like they think that I'm gonna till the bitter end. I'm gonna try and control it. Where women are more like I'm gonna protect yeah, myself. Yeah, I'd immediately let go. Oh, me too. There was a wasp in my car once, <laughs> and I just let go of everything and jumped out my car. God, you have a I was time I was wasps. moving. Like, but the car stalled because I took my oh. feet off the all pedals, yeah. just let go of everything, opened the door and jumped out. Oh my God. I'm really scared of wasps. <laughs> Where was this? On the motorway? Um, no, it was in Bristol city centre. Oh God. <laughs> Next one. Let's see if I have an anecdote for this. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, this is our longer one. Hi there. Mm. Nice. Cash. Very cash. Okay. Um... I'm just going to get straight into it. Please. All business. Um, If there was ever a story about the power of saying no, this is it. Mm. I used to live in Earlsfield, a very leafy, family-friendly suburb of southwest London. And one sunny evening, I was heading towards the bus stop as I was meeting a friend at the cinema. Side note, we went to see Batman... 
there's three hours of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> and honestly, it was a worse experience than what I'm about to share. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Real slamming of Batman. Real harsh. But then she does say context. This was May 2022. And that was the Robert Pattinson Batman. And I do oh, believe that probably was quite bad. Okay. Yeah. But I haven't seen it myself and I can't judge. And I do love Robert Pattinson. Okay. Pattinson? Pattinson. Really need to work that out. Pattinson. I've been doing it? a bit in my stand-up about yeah, him I was for like say. four years. Yeah. And I still don't know how to say his surname. Okay. So yeah, context. This was May 2022. Uh, so things like masks and social distancing, etc., uh, were all the rage. Yeah. Big if you, if, hi, listeners. If you're not aware, around that time we went through a pandemic. You might have missed it. You might have missed it. Um, but we all wore face masks and stuff like that. Mm. And that's why when a couple of teenagers crossed the street towards me wearing hoods and face masks, I didn't really pay much attention. Teenagers wear hoods. And even though we were outside, perhaps these ones were vulnerable or just particularly oh. conscientious when it came to COVID. <laughs> anyway, I was walking along with my headphones on when one of them approached me and started speaking to me. I couldn't hear what he was saying due to the aforementioned headphones. She's really challenging me here with some long words. Mm. Um, so, I lifted, so I lifted up one ear and asked him to repeat himself. He was only up to my shoulder in height and looked no more than 12 or 13. So I thought maybe he was lost Aww. or needed some kind of help. Boy, was I wrong. Turns out what he had been saying to me was a simple demand, money. Hmm. Here was his second mistake. The first being speaking to someone wearing headphones because who has cash after <laughs> COVID? I looked at him. He looked at me and I just said, no. <laughs> did she then i wish her... i had this confidence around teenagers <laughs> did she put her palm on his forehead and just held it out he's like come on <laughs> he then lifted up the flap of his bag and proceeded to pull out a gun <gasps> in london where's this 12 year old got a gun from right at which point i think i gave him a rather bemused look and just walked past him <laughs> Ballsy. Right? Carrying on my walk to the bus stop and not looking back. Thankfully, it was 6pm on a weekday evening, and so the road I immediately turned onto was full of commuters. I continued walking and didn't turn around until I reached the bus stop, where I then went a bit bananas and just laughed to myself as the shock of what had just happened hit me. Apparently, I had just refused to get mugged. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. I didn't know that was a thing you could do. Apparently you can just say no. <laughs> Not <Me>. today. <laughs> um, I'm aware that this goes against all advice for women in these situations. <laughs> and so now I'm slightly concerned about my own survival instincts should another situation like this or worse arise. <laughs> anyway, maybe put a complete lack of self-preservation in the survival toolkit. <laughs> or failing that, if you must get mugged, at least try and get mugged by someone who is respectful of a woman's no. <laughs> Karina. Wow. Isn't that such a good one? That was one? great. Brilliant. Thank you, Karina. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. Like we said, if you, if you have any stories about <laughs> refusing a mugging um, or any other worst case scenario, please let us know. Um, help at WCSpod.com. Yeah. That's all for today. What a day! What an episode! I'm worn out. I've been on a journey, <laughs> and it's ended well. Thank oh, you. Oh, good. Karina. That was such a good story. That um, was a great one to end on. Thanks for listening, guys. Please come back. Yeah. Hope you survive another week. 
Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case scenario